have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the believer, Glenn Stansberry. Gotta hold on. Hold on to that. The belief, Brian. It can get better. It will get better. Isn't there a monkey's song? Uh, song by the monkeys. Um, True believer. Uh, uh, daydream believer? Daydream believer. Yeah. There's also daydream Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop Believing. Whoa, whoa. Daydream Believer. Something about White Knight on a steed. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of White Knights on steeds, uh, we are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com will be your knight in shining armor. Mm. If you are interested in good things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's prerequisite. If you don't like good things, then Gentleman's probably worthless to you, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to you know, take you down to... A dark alleyway that you don't want to go down. Mm-hmm. But if you like good things, mm-hmm. you're probably one of us. You're probably one of us. You're probably interested in gentleman.com. Probably a believer. So I would say, <laughs> well, some of us are believers and some of us aren't. Uh, I would say uh, visit gentleman.com. Okay. Let your uh, daydreams be dreams. Manifest. Be dreams. <laughs> And visit com. There's a lot of different things there you can do. You basically can learn about life. You can learn mm-hmm. about struggle, strife, the yep. world, good things, bad things, mm-hmm. how to do things, how to laugh, how to cry. Mm-hmm. It's an entire emotional swirl that you can get involved with. <sighs> yeah, you got to come prepared for that. You just can't walk into something. I'm glad we're bringing... We're, we're, kind of preparing everybody for this Brian because you can't just walk in a gentleman you have to know a little bit you have to you gotta have eyes wide open eyes wide open arms wide open eyes wide open Mm -hmm. full heart a full heart yeah and then you can't lose no you can't you cannot lose um so I think we've you know we put the hard sell on Mm -hmm. to go visit gentleman.com I think you should Mm-hmm. I think you should probably do that. Uh, act now. <laughs> act now. Limited time. Yeah, offer. limited time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much. Uh, I this message how... will self-destruct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but once you do that, Glenn, um, it's really important that you're probably going to want to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you get a little bit into gentleman.com and then you start, it just becomes a way of life. It sure does, Brian. And at that point, uh People usually reach reach for the podcast. They mm. usually get, they usually say podcast.gentleman.com. Yeah. Guess what? There's good news. Okay, you can watch, you can listen to, mm-hmm. not watch. You can listen to 142 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. <laughs> I'm laughing. I was going to say that 142 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, just there for your enjoyment. Once you get sucked into gentleman.com, guess what? Mm-hmm. Bam! Here you are. Here you go. Here's 142 episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. As if this one wasn't going to be enough. I, yeah. If it's not, just go go snag a recliner, lean back, reach over, crack open a podcast. Man, I'd say, you know, Apple TV, Roku, yep. Google's whatever. I don't know what it is. Google. But you can subscribe to the uh, podcast and you can listen to 142. What is Google? That's like 200. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Google now. No, Google... Google, hey Google, is it just hey Google? I, I don't know. Google I'm not Home, really sure. Yeah, sorry, I really totally sure. derailed that. I know, but uh, but yeah, so you could probably listen to a couple hundred hours mm-hmm. worth of content from yours truly. Anyway, the point is that's probably not a good idea. But if you were inclined to do so, mm-hmm. you could. Yep. Stretch well, drink lots of water. Yes. Wear a hard hat. Keep a bottle of whiskey close by. Yes. Just in case. Preferably old granddad. Preferably old, yes, old granddad. Um, and uh, Glenn, once once people probably get three or four, five, six, ten hours, maybe 23 hours. 11 
the podcast, they're probably going to have some questions for us, which is totally fine. We have mm-hmm. a we have a procedure lined mm-hmm. out. Yep. So that if you have questions for us, that that's fine. That's totally. We've cool. seen this before. Yeah, we we've 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 been through the weeds here. We know how it is, and we're here for you. Yeah, and we're here, and you can get in touch with us. That's the good news. If you have questions, you can get in touch with us at the uh, gentleman mailbag at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four, where we will get your letter. Uh, send it over to us. We'll get your letter. We will uh, put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Wall of Fame. And uh, we'll talk about it. We'll pace around the room. We'll discuss it. We'll do some jumping jacks. Then we will uh, write it up on a big whiteboard. We'll do some connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. And then we'll discuss it on the Gentleman Podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, only then, after we've discussed it, after we've pondered it, after we've believed in it. Mm. We will send you something in return. Use some. What's the technique? Not vision casting. Uh, 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 visualization. Visualization. Techniques? Yes, visualization yeah. techniques. Uh, if you uh, want something in particular mm-hmm. to be sent to you, yeah, 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 maybe you should use some visualization techniques. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to know more about visualization techniques, I would suggest listen to uh, the first thirty episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, where we. At certain times, go into visualization techniques. We do. Jim yep. Carrey was a big uh, influence on that. Big proponent, yeah. Um, and it worked out pretty well for him. He was in Dumb and Dumber. Right. One and two. So, yeah. uh, you know. Made his career. Uh, hey, take that for what it's worth. Uh, anyway, Glenn. Okay, so we got that all figured out. Yep. And that's good, because that means we can move on to the meat of the episode, which is the drink of the week this week, which I'm really excited about. Brian, I have been doing some research of my own. I checked... The Farmer's Almanac, the, mm-hmm. uh, the calendar. Good sources. I uh, looked at the moon, uh, yep. the phases, and... It's looking good tonight. Yep. And and it turns out that next week is Oktoberfest in the motherland, mm. Germany. Mm. In, wow. Somewhere in Germany, which I can't remember where. Mm-hmm. Uh, October... No, no. Excuse me. September 22nd. The first day of the Festivus. Oh, wow. And they, okay. have a, they have a parade, and then they drink for a long time. And I oh, thought... Good idea. You know, I've been holding off. The Oktoberfests have been in the beer cooler at the local liquor store, and I've been holding off because you and I were cut from the same cloth. We believe in some things, Brian, and those things are as follows. You can't put... You can't you can't have Christmas decorations up in a store until after Thanksgiving. Yep. You can't have Thanksgiving decorations up until after Halloween's over, mm-hmm. right? We have no some food after midnight. No food after midnight. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't drink Oktoberfest before Oktoberfest. Right. Well, I'm fudging a little bit. But hey, if the real the real deal is right around the corner. That's right. When it, when in, seems to me like. When in, uh, when in insert German town name here, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. So anyway, we got we we've been hitting this uh, brewery hard lately. I picked up a Casey Beer Company. Uh, they have their own version of the uh, Vienna style lager that we know as the Oktoberfest called the Fest Beer. Mm-hmm. Let me give you some facts and figures. Um, the price on this beer was $9.99. Okay. A little, little high. A little on the high side. Mm-hmm. We're, our median for Lawrence, Kansas, that Brian and I have dutifully figured out is eight fifty mm-hmm. for an average beer. We may have to revise that. I feel like it's inching up. It is. Uh, cost of inflation, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, hops apparently has really, I think all the forest fires have. And the original gravity. Right, the OG, mm-hmm. the, 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 the original <laughs> yeah. gravity. Um, anyway, so uh, eight ninety nine for this beer. Okay, it is nine ninety nine for this beer. Yes, nine. Yes. And now I'm second guessing myself. It is. I'm. I'm sorry. It's eight ninety nine. It's eight ninety nine. It's eight ninety nine. Okay. Whoa. So, whoa, that changes. That things. changes it considerably. Okay, eight ninety nine for okay. the fest beer. Okay, um, that's a pretty good price. Yes, uh, it is a clean malty Vienna style lager. Made with German malt hops, Bavarian Monastery Brewery yeast, and it'll have a biscuity caramel feel with some honey and malt flavors, Brian. Oh, I'm, I'm really... Now let me let me tell you something about this beer. It has been tested and found not wanting, Brian. Mm. It won the bronze medal in the Great International Beer Competition in 2015. It won the silver medal... The same competition in 2016, and in 2017, it won a silver medal. So it never okay. quite got the gold medal, but I hey, feel like... Second place is 
you know. First loser. First loser. But yes, the first but loser. Right, not the second the loser. The very first loser yeah. in a beer contest. Really right. not that bad. It's got 25 IBUs, and it's 5.5% alcohol by volume. Okay. So, I'm looking forward to this. I, I think I've had one, but on tap. I've not had one in glass, or I'm sorry, in, in a bottle. Mm. Um, so this will be a new uh, experience, I believe. Brian, have you had? Have you partaken in any of these? I've had. I've had this one before, but this is. It's. It's. You know, difficult to thank you. Yes. It's difficult to. Uh, it's difficult to thank me. <laughs> yes, but it's difficult to. Um, you know. Look, the point is, we're going to talk about this beer. It doesn't matter. We're going to run it through the MTS computer, and that's what really counts. Right, the mustache twist scale. And, uh, you know, so the fact that I've had it before really... Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. In Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Mmm. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. Brian doesn't like it. (laughs) Is it weird that it tastes apples? Hold on. Let me try this again. Let's see here. Wait, wait, wait. Mmm. No, I do like this. Actually, I do like this a lot. Mm. I do like it a lot. It's won at least a silver medal in my book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to win gold. We we re- but it might come close. <laughs> we end up reviewing typically a lot of Oktoberfest because they are right up our alley. Not too hoppy, you know, malty, a good kind of. It's almost like an ale, mm-hmm. a pilsner ale kind of combo. Yep. Yeah, that's right up our personal. Um, tastes yeah we enjoy those right uh so when we say that this is a good oktoberfest it's a good Oktoberfest. you can take that to the bank take it to the bank cash your check that's right next monday after we get paid after we yeah put some money in the account Mm -hmm. um okay so okay glenn well uh Mm. you know what i have to do right Mm -hmm. now is Mm -hmm. to uh type some facts and the figures into the nts computer Mm mm-hmm and uh, so if you want to just kick off the, the, the facts about this beer, I'll just type them in right now to the computer, and then we'll see what's what okay. on the ATS computer. Okay, we, I can do that. Okay. So eight ninety nine, eight ninety nine is the price. Eight ninety nine is the price. Okay, yep. Uh, 5.5% alcohol by volume. Mm-hmm. That's 20, good. 25 yep. IBUs. 25 IBUs. Okay, yep. Uh, yep. And we're looking at some Vienna and Pilsner malts. Okay, yep. With some Pearl Hallertal Mitafi hops. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The hop choices. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we just have to give the MTS computer a second to compute uh, what they're... Well, we, we, didn't talk, we didn't talk about what we're going to rate it at. Uh, oh, oh, gosh. Woo. Well, Woo. That was a close call. Horse. Horse got away from the cart there. Yeah, we can't... Uh, we can't. T- we can't have the MTS computer give us a rating until we right, right. chime in. One of the components, a very small component, is the human... Mm-hmm. Component, and that's, that's where right. Brian and I just pull a number out of a hat and say, "This is what we think it is right. on a scale right. of one to right. ten. Right. So I would say my my I'm going to go first. Yeah, please. I'm going to say mine is eight point six. Eight point six. That's mm-hmm. very good. Um, I'm actually going to go a little lower. I'm going to go eight point four. Really? Eight point four. I don't know. Yeah. I might, it might be just how I'm feeling tonight. Um, I don't know. It's still a great beer. Fortunately, uh, you know, the MTS computer is uh, going to work without our recommendations, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah. I, I, I like it. It's, um, it's a great it's a great Oktoberfest. It's a good, it's, it's good Oktoberfest. I like it. It's, Quite a bit. It's almost gone. Uh, uh, I may have to refill this guy. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> the MTS computer, I can I can hear it churning. Yeah, it's like solid. wheel in the sky. <laughs> and uh, I can tell it's done. So I'm going to go get the... Uh, I'm going to pull this report off the MTS computer, mm. and we're going to know, nuts and bolts, what the Vienna style best beer from Casey Beer Company mm-hmm. rates out at. Okay, so let me get, let's pull this... Pour it off the computer. and Man, I thought... I feel like these reports, they don't really perforate the pages you like they should a little bit. So I used to think that we'd get to a point where we just color coded, get this emailed to me or something. Tabs, index, chapters of. Okay, well, um, look, uh, it appears as though, uh, according to the mustache wish scale computer, which you know is the infallible, um, wonderful, majestic, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful Bitcoin blockchain. AI computer. Mm-hmm. User generated. User generated. 
Uh, it's an eight point five. Eight point five on that the MTS solid, scale. Solid, solid. So that's a that's a very it's a very good score. It's a very good score for the uh, Casey Beer Company uh, Fest beer, which is only available at certain times, basically a month out of the year. So, um, so good to know. Yeah, it, it's a seasonal. Uh, now, Brian, we'd like to uh split test we, at we, some we, points yeah yeah we, we like to get a little perspective on maybe maybe you know maybe brian and i are off our rockers and this is a truly terrible beer right uh we have to have you know another you know f- kind of fact checking service out there we don't want any fake beer news no um so i can never remember is it this one or this one it's uh it's the second one okay okay that's the, right Beersnob.com. Okay. Beersnob.com. I'm there, Brian. And oh my my, they have they've 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 equaled our rating. Minus a point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have given it a seven point yes. five. Yes, seven point five. Which um which Sorry, is, I had to do some I had to do some math to, to figure th- that out. Their score look, their score is based out of five, and so we gotta do some quick mm-hmm. You know, plus we 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 use an algorithm anyway. Yeah, yeah. seven point five out of ten is what the beer snobs have given liars the fest beer, and I gotta say that's that's a slap in the face. Um, Yeah, no need to to defend their rating. Nope, it's a it's a sad state of affairs, and we know for a fact that the MTS computer is empirical and fallible. Mm -hmm. So eight point five, that's solid. That's a good that's a good score. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's get. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too bent out of shape about beer snobs. Let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. Right, and actually, it's been three weeks. We were off. That's true. So we yeah. even had we we had uh, scheduling conflicts come up. Brian and I are out of, mm-hmm. uh, you know we're constantly flying around the world. Right. Yeah. We have you know we have the uh, we're very important. We look. Let's just call it what it is. Lots of commitments. Yep. Lots of obligations. Yep. It's hard. Yeah, I'm I'm again. fighting off some jet lag right now. Yeah, but we are here to talk about really important, serious stuff. Yeah, that's right, and that's why we're going to start with this, Glenn. Yeah, this is uh, this is brought to us by. Uh, I don't think we have uh, mentioned this uh, member on the podcast before. I don't believe we have. Miguel Purdy has given us a, a gold nugget here, mm-hmm. and this is hard hitting journalism from the nwahomepage.com, which is Northwest Arkansas. It's titled "People Go Nuts Over World Champion Squirrel Cookoff," and if you were like me and did not know that there was actually a World Champion Squirrel Cookoff uh, held in Bentonville, Arkansas, there is a beautiful town. It Been is there. like yes, it. it's, it's a great a, town. what what five hours from here? That's about six. It's six about six hours hour south. drive. Yeah, beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Lots of squirrels. Lots of squirrels. Well, yep. there there were a lot of squirrels, mm-hmm. um, but they've had this championship there for a few years, and okay. I, I think it's thinning the herd a little bit. But, mm. um, yeah. So squirrel chefs gathered from all over the world to they they flocked on uh, lovely Bentonville, yeah, birthplace of Walmart, mm-hmm. and um, they have really outdone themselves this year with some of the creations they've made. Let me just list off a few things. Brian. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, squirrel corn dogs. That sounds interesting. Squirrel pizza. Mm. Uh, there's a squirrel cocktail, um, which they don't say, um, they don't say what the cocktail is. I feel like that would be really helpful. Like, is it like a gin and squirrel tonic? Right. Is it a bloody squirrel Mary? Right. You know, what are we looking at here? Is um, it a whiskey squirrel? Yeah. Whiskey squirrel. Neat. Like, uh, what yeah. Are, yeah. Um, and then they also talk about, you know, Asian lettuce wraps. Mm. I mean, this is just, I'm getting kind of hungry if I'm being honest. Like I'm, is it time, is it time for fourth meal? You know, I, that could be, that's a good idea. Maybe Taco Bell gets into the squirrel game. That's right. You know, we're talking about sustainable foods here. You know, there's a big push. Based on my personal experience with squirrels, uh, Abundance in this area, I would say that that's a very sustainable meal. Um, have you ever had anything like squirrel before? I have not. I've gone to a Chinese buffet. Oh, and you right. know, like the little shish kebab kind of mm-hmm. meat. Yep. I always wondered if that's squirrel, but I think it's chicken. It could be. My dad always joked that it was monkey, <laughs> and my brother and I were like, "Yes, we're eating monkey!" Wow. And yeah, 
Anyway, I don't think it's monkey. It might be squirrel, but it it's could probably be squirrel. chicken. You never know. I do know people. I've seen a lot of squirrels around. Yeah, you know they're the Chinese plentiful. Defeat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they're evil. I'll just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. But I do know people who have eaten them. Really? And apparently they taste a little fatty, a little stringy, <laughs> a little gamey. Oh. And they taste like like a furry chicken. So. Ooh. Yeah. That's an interesting description. Yeah. You know, I've always, I think we've talked about this on the Gentleman Podcast before. I want to say it was probably episode number 79, maybe 78, okay. something like that. Uh, but uh, I've I've often pondered, I have a big deck outside the back of my house, and it's basically a squirrel highway, <laughs> where squirrel is trying to get from point A to point B, which I think point B is my neighbor's house, where there's apparently squirrel food for them to eat. I feel like, I think that she puts you, stuff out You don't think you know. Well, I know this. Okay, so so anyway, the point is, it's like uh, you know, Interstate Highway. Yeah, my back deck, and I've always wanted to just get, you know, I, I looked into the regulations, I looked into all the local codes and everything like that. And as far as I could tell, if I had a say, let's just hypothetically say, if I had a uh, bow and arrow, mm-hmm. or maybe a crossbow, slingshot, slingshot. I believe it's completely legal for me to um, destroy squirrels from my deck. Uh, I think it's it's all above board as far as code goes and everything like that. But the problem is, my next door neighbor, as I mentioned, it, uh, she feeds animals, and I feel like she would be very put off at the fact that I were killing the thing was killing the thing that, she's that she yeah so. Uh, that therein lies the problem. So I can't. I can't really go down that road. But maybe someday. Um, to to be fair, Brian, I mean she feeds lots of animals, right? Right. Possums. Like, possums. Uh, raccoons. Uh, you know. What What did she put out there for the possums? Owls. Well, I don't know. Um, I'm not really sure. What What do possums really go for? At one point, there was like ribs involved. At some point. Wow. Um, this is like gourmet stuff. Gourmet uh, wilderness critter. Yeah, I don't know. Here. So anyway, someday I don't know. Someday I don't know. I, I I'd like to get a hold of a crossbow at some point, and um, you know, just just see, just to see if that uh, helped reduce the uh, squirrel population. Wow. By the way. I'm trying to think if there's any other animals that eat, you know, things like ribs. That may potentially come up to the house. Me? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Or, you know. Right. Wolves. Wolves. Yes. Coyotes. Coyotes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, anyway, wow. I don't know. But uh, the point is, Glenn, uh, I'm glad that there is a uh, squirrel cook-off because the world needs less squirrels, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And if we could get Taco Bell involved with a squirrel uh, meal type situation i think that would help i would eat i would try squirrel in all honesty i would well i would try it it would be tough yeah i mean I, yeah you know if you're in a pinch you know what brian maybe we should think about that there's plenty of squirrel around here that's for sure so if you know things went to pot and we needed to <laughs> we would have some uh squirrel around plentiful to, yeah that is yeah that that might be a good food supply so Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, we should find out uh, the the winner, the absolute winner of the uh, squirrel cook-off. Mm. And then, you know, talk yeah. about it. We'll report next back. time. We always do. When we say what we're going to do, we're, we, uh, we get back. That's right. About stuff. So, okay, Glenn, what's up next here? Brian, next we have an article by... Um, Another member. We're we're two for two on yeah, brand new is, members. Yeah, that's true. Uh, making the podcast. And this is from Clyre. Clyre posts from the HugoBoss.com website. Um, Michael Jackson's Thriller Suit by Hugo Boss can be yours. Brian, I don't know if you know this, but earlier this week, it would have been Michael Jackson's 60th birthday. Wow. Had he not passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years back, 60th birthday, the King of Pop, and everybody knows 1982's seminal classic Thriller. Absolutely. It's like the album of all time. It's the it, Yeah, it really is. Uh, isn't it the best-selling album of all time? It's one of. 
I can't remember if it is or it isn't. Um, it doesn't matter. doesn't Great matter. Album. In my heart, in my mind, it is. It's and album. you know what? The the big part of the reason that album is so great, Ryan, is yes, there is some incredible sound engineering going on. Yes. A lot of great musical writing, mm-hmm. you know, very wonderful vocal talent. Yes. But what really pushes this album over the edge is the artwork. Right. It's true. And it is a picture of MJ himself casually leaning back, looking at the camera with a knowing a knowing look. Mm-hmm. A knowing burning look right at you and he's wearing a white hugo boss suit yeah and hugo boss is making a hundred of these babies and i don't know what i gotta do to get on this list um my question is how much how much is the uh the michael jackson suit cost is not a factor here okay i'm i i will mm-hmm. spare no expense to get my hands on mj's white i, I would agree. 1982 i i would completely agree i I think there's probably no price that could. Um, mm. There's only a hundred of them. What can you put? Can you put a price tag on history? Uh, it is the biggest selling album of all time. Thriller is the biggest selling album of okay. all time, mainly because we don't really sell albums anymore. Mm. <laughs> right, but but and I think the music video for Thriller was like one of the biggest music videos of all time. I I used to get scared out of my, my mind when I <laughs> yeah, when the thriller came on. I do remember though. Okay, I do remember being um, as a kid mm-hmm. in Sears, and they had the leather red Michael Jackson jacket available for sale. The red jacket, like the leather. You oh know, yeah, like, from the earlier album. Uh, from oh, in Thriller, beat it. in th- okay, and beat it. okay, and beat it. He's got this yeah metal clad leather jacket, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and they had Sears had a MJ, you yeah. know, jacket available, and I remember, you know, wanting it pretty bad because <laughs> that was tough, man. That was back in the day. That was like you know you were tough. Beat it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think a little bit later, I remember department stores selling like the glove, the glove, just oh, okay. one glove, yeah, and and the glove. shimmery. Um, I had the glove suit. You had the glove. I had a glove. I had a simmer. Uh, yeah, it was a simulation of the glove. It was a white cotton glove. Oh yeah, with uh, sequins. Yes, on the outside. Yeah, somebody made a lot of money. Just taking old ladies' gloves yes. and adding sequins to I, them. I would agree. And selling those to, to kids. But when I was a kid, I was like, this is amazing. I am <laughs> basically Michael Jackson right you, now. Yeah, the only thing that separates me from him right now right. Is, is the red leather jacket, which I don't have. <laughs> After that, I'm set. Yeah, so. I, I remember when I was a kid seeing an interview with Corey Feldman. And he was like real close with Michael Jackson. Like, in kind of a questionable way because of the Neverland thing. But anyway, Corey <laughs> Feldman was doing this interview, and he had on, like, these black, you know, Ray-Bans. Yes. And he had the course. red jacket on, and he had the glove. Like, nice. one glove. Wow. He was like Mini Mike. That's and I was you, like, you know, when you're a famous guy, actor, you got the salary, you can buy the had, glove yeah. And, and, yeah. and the jacket. Mm-hmm, the two-part. You know. Yeah, Corey Feldman had it all figured out. Yeah. He was in the Burbs. Yeah, he was in the Burbs. Um... Went to Neverland Ranch. Yeah, whenever he wanted. Man, I missed the boat. Yeah, well, but anyway, we, the point is we can make up for I it. I can make up for it now. Yeah, there's only a hundred of these suits left. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to fight. Can you imagine going to the local uh, watering hole with uh, the white, with the white tuxedo on? That, that would be. I, I, there is not a word to describe how amazing that would be. I'm. Uh, that would be amazing. Uh, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a price you can put on that. I think you know, missing out on my red leather jacket. That's right. I think I. While it probably is expensive, we <laughs> probably wouldn't have to pay the cover to get into the. That's club. true. You know what I mean? I don't think so. You know they're going to recognize what's going on here, mm-hmm. and um, there's a there's a consolation prize, Brian. If perish the thought, yeah. we don't get two of the one hundred. Right. We don't get two percent of the. Suits made for the Michael Jackson suits. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Hugo Boss has a t-shirt collection <laughs> commemorating the King mm. of Pop. Mm-hmm. And they that do, seems, it's the iconic, yeah. you know, hands in the pocket somehow, you know. I never understood how Michael does this. Right. The whole, like, leaning forward on it. I don't even know how to describe it, actually. This is this is bad radio. But his feet are... Yeah, under you know, him. Yeah. It's like the it's moonwalk standing. Basically, a lot of Michael Jackson's moves are yeah. hard to explain. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at them right now, actually, Brian. Um, I feel like... Oh, yeah. There's just one with... There's just... Sorry. Obtrusive ad there. Um, yeah, there, there's some great shots here. There's a, there's a shirt of... Uh, oh, and... Okay, great. This There's a shirt of the Thriller cover with okay. Michael Jackson in the white suit. Only $68 for a t-shirt. Nice. So, there you go. If the t-shirt yeah, if the t-shirt is $68, I'm guessing that the suit probably can't be much more than that. Probably a couple hundred bucks. Right. That's what I'm Max. thinking. Yeah. So, and I could totally swing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monday. Yep. If we wait till Monday. If you cast the check after <laughs> Post next dated. Tuesday. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, that's good to know that I will have my wardrobe for the uh, fall <laughs> all lined up. This yeah, you very will. Good. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, finally, we're going to talk about, uh, we talked about two new people on the podcast. We've never talked about them before. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're going to talk about some old person on mm-hmm. the podcast, and that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I posted this thing called uh, Beer Mile World Record Disqualified for Not Drinking Enough Beer. And uh, this is a true story. There is a beer man, oh man. mile race yep. that happens. And basically, you know, the idea is that you do a lap, you chug a beer, you do another lap, you chug a beer, you do another lap, you chug a beer. It's a four-lap kind of thing. You're supposed to chug a beer every four laps. Well, the world record holder was trying to break his own record, and he got a little bit ahead of himself. In fact, he, you know, lap three or four, he left four and a half ounces of beer behind. Whoa! So... That's a third of a beer, Brian. He got a little ahead of himself, and uh, so they had to uh, they had to disqualify the world record holder for beating. He beat his own time. I think he did it in four minutes and thirty three seconds, but he left four and a half ounces of beer behind on one of his beer situations. <clears throat> so look, the thing is, like, there are rules. You know, you got to chug the beer. You got to chug the beer. That's How right. can you leave behind four and a half ounces? I'd say he was trying to get away with something there, and they caught him. And fortunately, they did the right thing and disqualified him. And then uh, Chester... Chesty... Chesty? <laughs> I, Chester, Chester Copperpot. Uh, no, it's, his name is... I, he had a funny name. Uh, Daniel... Uh, Dale... Dale Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck. <laughs> That's even better. Uh, Dale Clutterbuck... The second, oh. uh, the the runner-up, actually won with the time of four minutes and fifty seconds. Look, Glenn, I've got to tell you, you're a track guy. Yep, you can run fast. Used to, be I can't. Okay, I my 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 probably my highest mile time is probably um, eight minutes and fifty seconds. <laughs> okay, yeah. If I am running downhill mm-hmm. and I have a wheel attached to my feet. <laughs> if I have wearing roller skates and I'm running downhill, uh, I can get eight minutes, maybe. You know, four minutes and fifty seconds, chugging four beers in four laps. That's pretty impressive. So, my best time mm-hmm. in high school. Yep, I ran a four thirty-seven mile mile. Wow. And I did not that's, stop and chug a beer. That's pretty after impressive, every though. Lo- no, it's not. 437 mile no. is pretty good. Brian, this guy can do that and drink four beers. Yeah, but they just pick the beers up and they run and they're drinking them. I don't don't they know? stop? I don't think so. I think they're look at them. They they're running. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't maybe you can do okay. Let, let's step Whoa. back a second and say... Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> maybe you could be the next world champion beer mile. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of time away from my family. Look at... Look. It's going to take you, a lot of beer. You have to care and believe in yourself. And uh, I think it could happen. I don't so. know if I have it. I don't know if I believe in me anymore. I think you can do it. And I'll help you train. 
Thanks, Brian. I'll be trained. Let's go. Yeah, I uh, will. If you will drink the beers I'll with one me. to one, be drinking the beers with you. I don't know. I don't. Honestly, I I have this whole thing just astounds me. I have no idea how you can drink anything. Like I couldn't even take a sip of Gatorade during a race like that. Like when you're running your guts out and you're throwing four beers back, I could see one beer or something, but four is a lot. That that pace is is. I mean. It's hard to, uh, yeah. That, that that's just not. That would not be fun. No, <laughs> that'd be terrible. Also, the thing I love about this article, Brian, is that they tell us about uh, Dale Clutterbuck. Mm-hmm. They give us a little insight into Mister Clutterbuck. Yep. And let me tell you, he got uh, when he was awarded first place after the indiscretion by Mister um, Belmore, the world champion, right? Uh, cheater. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell us, they give us a little insight. He's not like a craft beer guy. He's drinking a Molson. A Molson. A Molson, a Molson Canadian. Wow. That's an interesting choice. It yeah. is. I guess you get to choose your own beer when you're doing that. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing I love about this is Popular Mechanics really sets up the, the, the plate appearance by uh, saying, here's the race footage, which features athletic prowess, amazing commentary, and a guy puking. <laughs> well, I... <clears throat> I I could, yeah, I could understand why somebody would be getting sick after something like that. <laughs> to to Mr. Belmore credit, to Mr. Belmore's credit, the the, the disgraced world record holder mm-hmm. who is actually a professional runner, mm. uh, Canadian, um, he tweeted after the race, "Never rush through life. Better luck next time." That's yeah. He's got his chin up. Yeah, you know he acknowledged what happened. Mm-hmm. He's moving on. Hey, Clutterbuck was the different, was the uh, better man that day. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh yeah, so, uh, Chester Clutterbuck. Yep. <laughs> so, so anyway, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, so I, I think you should start chaining, and I will help God. you. I will help you uh, begin this process, oh. and we can start with the uh, Casey Beer Co. Fest beer. I'm starting right now. Training begins yeah. now. Okay. Uh, good. I'm two laps in. Good, good. Okay. Um, so anyway, Glenn, it's time for uh, the toast this week. Yeah. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. This is a this is a pretty sad day. It is. It's uh, you know, Mr. Burt Reynolds passed away yeah. uh, recently, and uh, huge bummer. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, and. Uh, Mr. Reynolds was a big part of my growing up. The period. Bandit. Smoking the Bandit yeah. was a big movie for myself. I watched it probably a million times and I had a <laughs> little I had the cars, I had the I was into Smoking the Bandit. I had no idea what it was about. Yeah. Didn't make any sense to yeah. me as a kid, but yeah. there were fast cars and Burt Reynolds. Right. And he was smooth and awesome and I loved it. Man, he um, thing I love about Burt Reynolds, Brian. I saw what, what's a trucker movie that he's in? He's in a trucker movie, right? Well, uh, Smoking the Bandit. Maybe I have. Okay, so before the show, I said I was bemoaning to Brian that mm-hmm. I have not seen Smoking the Bandit. I think I have seen Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, there's, so there's a trucker guy. Yeah, and I can't remember what his name is, but okay, you know, Burt Reynolds is Smokey. Yep, and or, no, he's the Bandit. The Bandit, and, yeah. He's driving the the uh, Plymouth. Wait, Plymouth? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a Firebird, Pontiac. It's a Pontiac. Okay, Pontiac Firebird. He's driving that, and then you got uh, Smokey, which is the uh, sheriff. But then there's a third person. It should be called Smokey the Bandit and the guy driving the semi, because that's what's really going on. But that title there's, didn't really play with audiences. Yeah, so exactly. The they test probably group, tested so. it and it didn't work out. But there's a semi driver Jack in there Burton. where yeah, where basically. <laughs> He's kind of the foil to to uh, uh, to Burt Reynolds' character, and he's driving the semi, and, and they kind of play on each other. And there's a whole CB talking, okay, you know, CB talking thing yep. going on between the two of them and all that. Yeah. So um, maybe maybe I was aware of this when I was mm-hmm. a, a young lad. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Burt Reynolds more for um, Deliverance. Deliverance, great movie. Mm-hmm. He so I read a. Uh, uh, um, who did this? There's like a recap on his life, GQ or mm. Rolling Stone, something mm. like that. 
And they talked about how Deliverance was he he said it was his most it was it was his best movie mm-hmm. because it showed the world that he could actually act. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and he was like, yeah, I made crappy movies, but people liked them. Yeah, but that was the first movie that people actually saw that I could act in. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, let me. Uh, there were two Burt Reynolds movies that were fundamental to me growing up. Yep. Okay. Smoking the Bandit. Yep. And Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. You watched that when you were a kid. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, Burt Reynolds, Dolly Parton. I yeah. Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton were a thing for a while. Were they really? They like were, an actual? They were love an connection? item. They were an item. No I believe. No kidding. I believe they were an item. That dog. And uh, wow, Dolly. So uh, anyway, but uh, that was that was a part of my upbringing was uh, Smokey the Bandit and Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Now, I will say that the the title gives it a bad rap yeah and it's definitely not a kid's movie <laughs> and you were a but, kid <laughs> and i was a kid but it you know i think i think it's still um i think it's still fine that i saw that i don't know? think i've seen that one um <laughs> it's a musical <laughs> it's a uh, light-hearted you know campy romp through uh yeah Ryan, through, hey. uh oh kids southern here. uh southern Southern gentlemen and oh, okay. um, you know all those things. Uh, huh. So uh, the, those are the two. That, that's what I remember from Burt Reynolds. Um, the replacement. Never watched that. I never okay. saw that. I never saw that. Um, let me let me hit you with one you probably haven't seen, okay. but was very formative to me mm-hmm. growing up in the early nineties. Uh, yes. Cop and a half. <laughs> never saw that one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see well, that. yeah. You know, panned by the critics, but. Those in the know, like me, uh, thought it was amazing. Um, the thing to me that Burt Reynolds will be most known for, and that he's very open about, is the fact that he passed on so many great characters. Mm. He was. They wanted him to be 007. He passed on it. Wow. They wanted him to be Gandalf. He passed wow. on it. And there was another one, like a famous role. And he said that. He talks about he's like I was so afraid of failing that I I couldn't just reach out and do these roles. I just couldn't take the leap. I want to do something safe. Mm. And um I think it's a good lesson with Saul, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to take risks. And I think he would and so later in life he started taking risks. He did yeah. movies that were way outside of his comfort zone mm-hmm. like um Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah. And then he did I feel like there's another one he did that was like well, <laughs> he he did a lot of Weird like, stuff weird at the very end. Stuff, yeah, it's a little too late. Too little, too late. But yeah. he, you know, it's just really interesting. You know, you have these guys that say, you know, I really, you know, I realize I, I missed on a, a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery. They also tried to get him to play for for uh, uh. Gandalf, and he was like, Nah, I don't know. I don't like this book. And anyway, but he didn't care, right? Because he was 007. But right, Burt Reynolds was a guy who always missed on those big roles. Yeah. Um, yeah, my my timeline with Burt Reynolds went uh, Smoking the Bandit, and then <laughs> Best, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, and then Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. was the next time I saw him. Yeah, was basically it. Um, so I, there was quite a gap there, but I will say that he always had the iconic, smooth. You know, he was. You know, uh, we talked about it in. Uh, a long time ago on the yeah. podcast where he was getting rid of some of his stuff. He was putting stuff up for auction. There was yeah. a big auction that he was going to yeah. have. And I'm really kicking myself right now for not purchasing something from that uh, yeah. that auction. But it was obviously extremely high-priced stuff. Yeah. So it been, it been a, uh, I was trying to find you know that thing chip. that fell through the cracks. His toothpick. You know, yeah. His exactly, toothpick yeah. he had on the set of the this little horse in Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was the uh this was the cufflink from the, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I I we couldn't find that but anyway. Well, it's terrible uh terrible loss. It's sad to see him go. Um it is kind of knew it was coming. I mean, he he yeah, wasn't doing well. Like he he had some health scares. Problem, and, having some problems, yeah. Um, he, yeah. So, was he ever in a movie with Loni Anderson? His, I don't know if it was his first wife, but he was married to her for a while. I don't know. Growing up, I didn't have cable. I only had like a few channels in our um, southern home, in our yeah. country home. Right. The old rabbit ears. Right. But one, one we did have was 
38 The Spot out of Kansas City. Okay. And they played some of the classics. And um, w, WKRP in w, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I, that was very formative for me, yeah. uh, that show, um, mm-hmm. when I was a young lad, just, you know, turning into <laughs> I my, remember that one. I remember uh, watching that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> I remember him, and I remember piecing it together that he was married to her, mm. and being like, this is, this guy's got it figured out. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. Uh, but sure. anyway, apparently sure. that, that relationship wasn't all, let's just say all that glitters fades, Brian. Yeah. Um, Love on the Rocks. Love on the Rocks with no ice. Right. Uh, I think that uh, Burt Reynolds, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Right. You know what uh, I mean? Yep. Uh, by design. I think it was his I own think, design. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think... I think, uh, yeah, I think his, his, love, his love life is well, you know, elusive. Right. Elusive to him. Tiger by the tail. Kind but uh, anyway, Glenn. Okay, oh. well, let's uh, toast Mr. Uh, Mr. Reynolds as we should. Well done, sir. Yep. I'm gonna watch uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas probably tonight. I'll stay. I, have, I'll stay I have that on Blu-ray you. actually. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Uh, Laura got it for me. So nice. Yeah. Wow. It's a quite a gift from yeah. from Laura. It's well, you know, I told her how important the movie was to me. Um, Look, we can be together, but I need to know one thing. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Or are you not going to get me this movie? Okay. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the. Um, Topic. topic and uh this week glenn the uh there was a there was a situation that happened here in lawrence now look okay here's the thing glenn and i hot button topics are debatable subjects that me and glenn always disagree on yeah one of us seems to have one side right and the other vehemently can't handle the fact that the other person right. thinks that way and typically, we try to avoid right. the sacred topics. You know, right. we don't religion, want to talk about religion, politics. We don't want to talk about politics, and we don't want to talk about K State and KU sports. sports. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something very interesting happened in this last week. Uh, <clears throat> KU football, which had been winless for forty six road. Games. Yep. Nine years. Nine years. Since 2009. 2009. They smashed their road winning, road losing streak, and uh, they won a game on the road. Oh, yeah. And uh, so now they... Oh, yeah. I think the, I think the record was 48. Um, I think that they were short of the record. Yeah. They, 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 yes, they were. Yeah. It restarts now, so we got another 40. Yeah. Yep. 46 so, games so, ago. So anyway, the point is, Glenn... Um, Question is, you know, uh, bandwagons loading up with people. People are on board now. You better believe it. And uh, my question is, how many many victories does it take to know that your football team has turned the corner? Look, Brian, I believe that... I'm going to temper my expectations for this year. Okay. Okay, right. I'm going to say we're not going to go to a bowl game. Okay. 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 Let me just put that out there. Okay. So what I think needs to happen is I think even though the bowl game has been watered down in recent years. Yes. Basically, Mm -hmm. you need what? Five wins? Six. Six wins. Well, maybe five. Sometimes Sometimes five. five. You get at large bid with the five wins. Mm -hmm. You need six wins to go to a bowl game. Yes. Um, I feel like... Brian, let me tell you something. I feel Mm -hmm. like... The wins and losses, the numbers, right, don't really matter. Right, it's mm-hmm. about a feeling. Yeah, it's about an upswelling. True. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So, KU has got the monkey off their back. That's so, right. That's so, true. I would say mm-hmm. that you know it all depends on the year before, and I think I think in this case for KU, who's had two wins, wait, two wins last year, one win. I think I think there's three total in the entire last three years. So I mean, right. I don't so we'll go one point five. Okay. One point five wins last year. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say four wins. Four wins. Four wins shows some wins. real significant shows progress. Some real progress. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think? Well, Glenn, 
I had to go, I had to go back long time oh in boy. my uh, in my K State uh, oh boy history to remember what it was like. <clears throat> Here it comes. But but I have to I have to tell you, K State was in a very similar oh, okay. situation yeah. Yeah. as as KU is now. Okay, we have some common ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, nineteen eighty nine. Okay. I was in the stadium. Thirty years ago, yes. I was a young pup. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill Snyder won his first game, and I was there mm-hmm. for that one game that he won. That one shining first moment. Year. <laughs> one shining moment. I believe he won maybe three the next year or something like that. And then it was like you know, mm-hmm. it was like five, and then three, and then then it was up, mm-hmm. right? And you're right. You're right. It's all about one, one, one game. Mm-hmm. Might turn the corner for you, because I can tell you, when that one game happened, mm. everybody knew mm. that things had changed. Mm-hmm. Because they won on the last second, mm. they down to the below wire, it. down to the wire, touchdown. Ooh, very last second of the game. Oh, two minute drill. They got it done. Wow, won the game. Now. That was one victory, but mm-hmm. you knew at that moment mm-hmm. that they had it turned around. Now, the question is, is that the same feeling that you got from the Central Michigan game? Oh, yeah. Brian, <laughs> let me tell you what it felt like getting that road win yeah. for the first time since oh, yeah. I've been in my 30s. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that road victory showed me some moxie, some real right. moxie. Well, they really beat they beat the Central Michigan Chippewas down. Yes, no, 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 no. You're going to say they're a directional school. They're you know they don't have the pedigree of say Central Big Twelve Michigan's, school. Central Michigan's historically been a pretty good team. Uh, well, they have Brian, yeah. and and I think that um, you know our defense. I, I think that shows some real uh, prowess in scouting and coaching. Yeah, our defense absolutely. really dialed up uh, the pressure on the quarterback, mm-hmm. ruffled his mm-hmm. feathers. No kidding. Four picks. Four picks. Six total turnovers. I mean, that's not a fluke. I think no. that uh, that'll probably sustain itself through the Big Twelve. Yes, we can expect at least a few turnovers every game. Yeah. Well, we're going to win the turnover uh, turnover takeaway. Uh, yeah, you know, the ratio. Yeah, yeah, is so, important. Mm-hmm. Plus two, I'd be happy with that every game. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, we have a stifling defense. I, yeah. I really feel like this is the year, Brian. This could be the turning the turning point. You know, I'm talking to myself in a bowl game. I mean, we're we're one and one right now. That's right. It's still tomorrow's a big wide day. open. It's still wide open. Now, uh, I will say that the victory that convinced me that Bill Snyder was going to get it done was mm-hmm. his first year. Yeah. Oh, this okay. Is, this is Beatty's uh, mm-hmm. fourth year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. His fourth? Yes, fourth. Yes, his, his fourth. His yeah. fourth year. Yep. Um, was it last year that we beat Texas at Texas two years ago? Two. Maybe two years ago, I think. That was a real significant win. That's true. That yeah. showed us mm-hmm. that KU can win in the Big 12. So there is there is that hope. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really carried over these next yep. two years. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of senior leadership on the team. Yep. Got That's a, true. Got a four-star running back, Puka Williams, <laughs> yeah. who may or may not be eligible every week. <laughs> we don't know. This we, it's a little touch and go on eligibility. But if he's there... He's a gamer. That's true. Yes. A, it's showtime, yeah, it baby. Is. Yes. If if yeah. uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like performer that you never know if he's going to show up to the stage or not. But if he does, right. bam! Okay. It's like it's like Elvis in his later years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like oh. Ryan Adams. Yeah, my guy. I don't know if he's going to be there or not, but when he does, it's awesome. Uh, okay, so you're saying one one victory and you're good. It's a feeling, Brian. It's not even a victory. We That's might not true. even win. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah, you might lose, and it's it's <sighs> Our, a good feeling. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You, you Surely you agree with me. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I, I, I watched the whole thing happen. Bill Snyder. Yeah. One victory. I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. I this guess. Is, this is basically the same thing that's yeah. happening right now. Now, Bill Snyder's first year, and they hadn't won any games at all. Not mm. like three wins, but nothing mm-hmm. in three years mm-hmm. uh, prior to that. Uh, you know, so th- th- there was that. And then his second year, they won, you know, several games, which hasn't happened for 
David Beatty. Yeah. Brian, I would, I would, I would counter that with uh, Bill Snyder is going to be going to the Hall of Fame. That's true. Once in a generation coach. That's true. That's um, true. Maybe once in three generation coaches. That's true. Because he's been so there you for saying three that, generations. Are you saying that David Beatty is not going to be a uh, Hall hey, of Fame coach? Hey, time will tell. That's true. All right, time will tell. Where is the Where is the Hall of Fame for college athletics? I know NFL is Canton, uh, Ohio, uh, someplace in God. I don't want to say Indiana or something. That sounds know. about right. Yeah. Will uh, Will Will David Beatty end up in French Lick, uh, <laughs> Indiana? Uh, maybe. Maybe he might. Maybe. I don't know. Time will tell. He's a young coach. He is a young coach. I mean, Snyder's 78, so... I mean, you just got to get the monkey off your back. And... Now that KU has the monkey off your back. Hey, I'm going to be trotting down this Saturday, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Sky's blue. Oh, yeah. Who knows what's I'm going to be trotting down to Memorial Stadium. Me yeah. and 212 of my closest friends are going to watch the game might together. Be, might be a lot of people down there. But, might, yeah, the, might get 300. The, uh... 350? The, uh... That's crazy. Bandwagons wide open. Hey, so. come on in. The water's fine. It, it, look, don't call it a comeback. I look. We've been here the whole time. Those guys, those seniors, have worked their asses off, man. And uh, no victories. It's good that they got to win. Yeah, it really is. You know, I mean, those guys get the crap beat out of them every single day. Yeah, they do. And. Uh, that's the first road victory that they've experienced the entire time they've been there. So Probably the last. Well, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. They might sneak up on somebody in the Big 12. Big 12 is wide open. So Well, I mean, technically, it hasn't started yet. So, yeah, it, it is. Started. It is That's so, right. That's true. KU's in the middle of the pack right now. That's right. I think they're sixth or fifth, right above K-State. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's because alphabetically... Kansas falls above yes, Kansas State. With the state with the, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know. The standings, though, it, it looks impressive. Yeah, it does. Middle of the pack. It always Big does. Team. Always does. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that, that narrows that down. Okay, so you think one one game. I say one game, too. Just in different <laughs> wow. ways. Just in different ways. We, we actually agreed. Do you, do you, do you, wait, is, it, is the difference that we need a Hall of Fame coach? Is that what you're saying? Or? Yes. Okay. I'm saying that we need a oh. Hall of Fame coach. So you're saying that in order to turn a team around, I need a Hall of Fame coach. Yes. So we're really not KU saying the same thing. Needs a Hall of Fame coach. They do. And we might have one. Yes. You're right. That you might. History reveals all things, Brian. That's true. Time. Time. Time reveals all. We'll find out. I'm giving a hey, double fist pump. This week, yeah. You never know. You never know. This, this season, David Beatty might prove himself a Hall of Fame coach. Tell you what, if we make a bowl game, I'm voting him in. Early ballot, active coach. <laughs> Ku makes a bowl game. <laughs> he deserves to be on the uh, on the list, on the watch list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see. Okay, uh, I'm not holding my. Uh... No, don't don't hold your breath. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Glenn, okay, guys. So that means uh, it's time for the final segment of the gentleman podcast, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. <laughs> And this week, Glenn, we talked about the squirrel cook-off, mm-hmm. and uh, what kind of what kind of if you were going to create a dish, mm. a dish that you were excited about, mm-hmm. and the ingredient was squirrel, what mm. would it be? Brian, I, you know we were rattling off some of the things that people had made at that world mm-hmm. champion squirrel cook-off. I. Was really intrigued by the drink. There was a yeah. there was a cocktail. There was a cocktail. They didn't. Uh, they didn't say what it was. Mm-hmm. I imagine somebody probably died drinking it. Probably. So they couldn't. You know, it's right. like a federal or not a. It, it, there's an investigation of all of all. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I would like to try to brew a squirrel beer. Squirrel beer. Mm-hmm. Maybe a squirrel pa. Maybe a squirrel How would stout. You, uh... How does that work? How do you inject? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Squirrel into so there's a, there's a couple ways. I feel like you can uh, you can uh, get the essence, if you will, of a squirrel. Essence of squirrel yeah. from the tail, from the hair. You know. <laughs> so so and maybe you dip the tail. Well, I, I haven't the... worked through all the finer points yet, but I feel like that you can really. <clears throat> 
I feel like if you know, you can add things to like you can add um, fruit to beers and have like a. I'm envisioning you know, the yeast, the interacts. tail sitting into you know, yeah, just or or maybe maybe just the teeth. I don't know, right? Just clinking around at the bottom as kind of like an air. You know, like a Guinness has that aerator. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Why not use a why not use squirrel tooth squirrel tooth beer? There Mm -hmm. it is. I like it, Brian. Yeah. That's what I'm making. Squirrel tooth beer. Uh huh. Uh, I'm gonna roll into the uh, international world beer championships. I feel like you know, there's only a certain amount of uh, categories in that uh, the world beer championships. Well, it's time to uh, make another one. That might fall into a category of its rodent, own, rodent beers, which <laughs> might mean a default gold medal. We have no other entrance, right? Uh, so, squirrel tooth, so gold medal, and yeah. silver and bronze. Yeah, Ooh. might work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, if I was going to do a uh, squirrel thing, I, I would have to do go back on my culinary uh, experience, which mm. heavily relies on pizza. Mm. So, you know, I could just make a pizza that's like a squirrel pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, I think, you know, some of my best work is in the breadstick category. Oh. So, you know, I make some pretty good uh, cheese stick kind of situations going on. Ooh. So maybe you, Ooh. Maybe you add a little sprinkle mm. of, some, of some squirrel <sighs> onto that, uh, you know, Ooh. just a little squirrel meat, you know? Oh, okay. Just, just drizzled on top. I, mm. Or maybe some squirrel infusion, where, like you said, we take a tail, put it in some. <laughs> it's bad the tail with. I don't know, and then uh, just hit the tail yeah. with the, the breadsticks, yeah. and then throw the tail on the on the breadsticks, and then uh, oh, you know, for the foodies, right, you know, right, you know, uh, the squirrel's might, name was Roger. Yeah, he lived a long he, life. Yeah, he died on my back. Deck, yeah, but and he—I'm he pretty sure he chewed through my wires on yeah. the uh, my my car. My house is lacking siding now. Yeah, but I couldn't roll up the windows on right. my car for a year. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think you know pizza-ish, maybe cheese stick-ish, gamey. There's something about cheese and squirrel that it's just really giving me the heebie-jeebies, man. I'm, that does sound like a to, bad combination. Squirrel cheese is just not. It's uh, it's hard for me to imagine how that would taste as a uh, as a topping. I don't know. I mean, if you could think of it like a chicken, like a gamey, gamey yeah. chicken, like a gross chicken, like a gremlin, yes, with fur, yeah, with well, yeah, kind of a wiry. It's uh, tough. It's a it's a tough thing to, to uh, make a meal out of. Gosh, but you know, breadsticks. I would try, it, Brian. If you made it, I would try because I've had your your breadsticks are top notch, right? So if anybody could figure out how to add squirrel to that number, it'd be you, my man. And I, <laughs> I don't I don't have a lot of faith in myself. Actually, the, the problem is I hear that squirrel is just a little stringy, right? So I don't know how I don't know how you, yeah. Ooh. Maybe you, uh, maybe you blend it, blend it up, and uh, you know, just kind of drizzle it I on gotta, top. I got a. <laughs> I have a, I have a gag reflex. That's kind of a hair trigger, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna apologize okay. if I need to run away to the porch over here. Okay. Uh, well, we can just. Uh, <laughs> we'll not do that. I can promise. I can promise. No breadsticks. will ever have the. Uh, Squirrel sauce. Squirrel <laughs> sauce. Just Squirrel. dipping sauce. Squirrel dipping sauce. <laughs> That's making me... Oh. Okay. okay, Glenn. Well, we got that worked out. No we, no squirrel sauce, but maybe chunks of squirrel. I have a question for you, Brian. Yes. How much would they have to pay you to mm. judge a squirrel um, recipe competition? Oh man! A lot, knowing yeah. that you would have to eat everything that, that was put in front of you. It seems, you know, the way that squirrel is described to me, it seems like a it would be a very difficult squirrel thing. Squirrel teeny, you have to drink a squirrel teeny. I think that would be, I think that would be a high paid kind of situation. You gotta really love it. You do, yeah. I, I mean, maybe there's a, you know, it's a world championships. Maybe there's people out there that really like it. You know, really, really are into it. But um, that's not me. That's not me. 
Um, Except uh, for the squirrel sauce. Choking back some feelings here. Mm-hmm. Emotions. So, um, so, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, Glenn. Okay. Well, that's the uh, the curtain call in episode 143. I think we missed it about 10 minutes back. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, we'll, uh, we'll report back on the squirrel sauce and see how that uh, turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Sounds delicious. I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansberry. Thanks for listening to episode 143. We'll catch you guys in a couple weeks for episode 144. A good night. Squirrel you later.